Okie dokie, folks. Welcome to the Roots Report Podcast, presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by The Parlor, Arwen Entertainment, the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, Raysale Brewing of Rhode Island, and SC Microphones. I am your host, John Fusick. Today we have songwriter, percussionist, and vocalist Ricky McKinney of the gospel group The Blind Boys of Alabama. The Blind Boys of Alabama will be at Veterans Memorial Auditorium on Wednesday, April 27th. This is Ricky McKinney with the Blind Boys. So, uh, you've been with the Blind Boys for 32 years? Uh, 33 years. 33 Mm -hmm. years. I saw the Blind Boys a couple of times, once at Newport Folk Festival and once at the Newport Sunset Series, I believe. And I did an interview with one of you quite a while ago, probably about 15 years ago. It might have been Jimmy. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. It's it at that time it was probably the oldest member of the band and it was somebody who had been with the band for like I think since the beginning. I'm not sure. Right, it was Jimmy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cuz I remember meeting him after the show and he was holding court with the ladies backstage and he was <laughs> he was dressed to the nines and he was quite suave and <laughs> he was quite the character. Is he still with you? Yeah, he's still here. Jimmy just turned 90 years old back wow. in February. Wow. And he's still playing, huh? He's still singing and, and doing, doing what he does, you know, keeping, keeping, keeping people going and making it work. That's great. So you folks are a Grammy-winning band, and you have... I counted, and I kind of gave up counting because there were so many, at least 75 albums. Right. We we have about that many albums at at this time that are out there somewhere. Out there somewhere? You can't keep track of them, huh? (laughs) That's right. The last time, the, the first time I saw you, I was quite impressed. Uh, I saw the, you know, there were five of you, correct? That's right. And the five of you... Put your hands on your each other's shoulders and you march up on stage and you start singing and you just blow the crowd away. Is that still the process? That's still the process. Now you have a backing band, don't you? Yes, we do. We uh we have uh three guys that are in a backing band, but our uh, music director, who's a member of the Blind Boys, uh, he cited his name is Joey Williams. Okay, and uh, what's what's the uh, what do you have? Drums, guitar, bass. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. The drums, guitar, bass, and keyboard. Oh, keyboards too. Okay. You've been with them for 33 years, and what can you tell me about your 33 years with the band? Any memories that you'd like to share? Things that stick out in your mind as high points or low points or anything that you would like to share about your time with the band? Well, I've been there through all the major things that have happened with the Blind Boys out there, doing all the Grammys and uh, the Double Awards and the Lifetime Achievement Award. So God has shown favor for me to be a around the Blind Boys a long time. Uh, I went to the White House three times with the Blind Boys of Alabama and met three presidents, and we've been all over the world talking about Jesus and all over the world playing good music to make people feel good. So is it, you primarily just play gospel, or have you included secular music into your repertoire? Well, we play gospel music with a soul beat, and, you know, uh, different different producers bring on different songs that are written by different artists. You know, we did some, a Bunny Rate song, and we did uh, Ben Ben Moore, I mean, Ben, ben Harper, <laughs> and just... Uh, we did a French song, so we do all different kinds of songs. Now, the first the first single came out in 1948. It was "I Can See Everybody's Mother But Mine." Right. Do you do you folks still perform that song? Uh, we we haven't been recording it, but we're getting ready to to do a new CD, and we go in the studio on on Monday 
will be um, adding that song to the new CD. And where are you? Where will you be recording this CD? Uh, we're going to Muscle Shows. Oh, cool! So, have you recorded that before? Oh yeah, yeah, we recorded that several times. Oh, great! That's a that's a historic studio. A lot of history there. A lot of I'm sure there's a lot of vibe in the walls. Oh yeah, we we've been there, and uh, the last record that we recorded with Millerflex. It was done at, at Muscle Shows. Studio. Oh, you recorded with Bela. That's cool. Yeah. What, what was the album you recorded with Bela? <clears throat> oh, man. Oh, God. It, this song was, was nominated for a Grammy also, and it's called... I can't think of it right this minute. <laughs> uh, I think he just won a Grammy for his Bluegrass Heart CD. Yeah, he did. And and uh, we did a single with him. I have to get the name of it first before the, um, before the interview is over. But um, we did a single with him, and it was nominated for for the best American Roots single. So you you folks recorded a song that was used as the uh, the theme music for the HBO series The Wire too. We did uh, down the hole. Great. The, you weren't with the band, but there was a they won a, an award for a, a, the gospel Donald Colonists was based on. Uh, <clears throat> Gospel Colonus. Colonus. It 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 won an Obie Award for that, but in the later years of that play, I did get an opportunity to to be a part of the Gospel Colonus cast. Oh, cool! That's that's a good thing. So you've gotten to experience a lot of this. Then it's. I mean, this band has been around for seventy-five, eighty years. Oh yeah. Uh, the name of the song is "I Wish I Knew How It Feels to Be Free." That's Bella Play. Um, no, I was saying that this band has been around for 75, 80 years. It's been around since the late 30s. 1939. Yeah, and it did. St- it started at the School for the Blind in Talladega? It did, but it started out under the name of the Happy Land Jubilee Singers. And in 1944, that's when they became the Blind Boys of Alabama. Um, it was a group out of Mississippi called the, the Happy called the um, Jackson Harmonias. And it was a promoter in, in New Jersey. He said, instead of saying the Happy Land Jubilee Singers and the Jackson Harmonias, he said, I'm going to have a, a contest between the Blind Boys of Alabama and the Blind Boys of Mississippi. And that was <laughs> 1944. It stuck, and here we are today. Yes, when I first when I first did the interview, I was, you know, you know, I asked Jimmy about that, and he was like, "Yes, we're blind boys, and we're from Alabama, and we've been together since we were boys. That's why they were called the Blind Boys, because they were kids. I mean, they were, you know, young kids when they started, weren't they? That's true. Um, and they were like in teenagers, but Jimmy was a. Uh, about seven years old, but his mother wouldn't let him go on the road with the group when they left school in 1939, but um, he was a member, started out with the Happy Land Jubilee Singers, but he is part of the Blind Boys. Yeah, he's quite the character. I, I, I remember enjoying talking to him. I mean, I, I remember having a conversation with him and, have, and enjoying the conversation. I, I have to find the column that I wrote because, it was, I mean, it was so long ago that I have to dig it out, but... Um, I do remember enjoying enjoying my conversation with him. He was quite the character. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. He he's a he's he's a nice guy. And uh, oh, I remember uh, just you know that the, the show was outstanding. I mean the the vocals and the the music. It's it's breathtaking. How the the harmonies and the uh, the performance. It's it just it gives you goosebumps. It's so good. I just remember. You know, like I said, I've seen you guys twice, and it was both times I just made them hair stand up on end because it was so it was so powerful. Well, we're gonna bring it on. Up. We're gonna 
because what's from the heart reaches the heart and we sing straight from the soul. So we're going to try to not only make your hair stand up on your head, we're going to try to make you dance down the aisle this time. That's good. I'm sure that people will love that because people do love to move, especially these days after having been home for so long, people are a bit fidgety. So they get their, they're into moving quite a bit. Shows have been, you know, ticking up in attendance because people are just want to get out and see stuff and, and need the experience of great music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to have a great time. Uh, it's the Amadou and Mariam, uh, along with the Blind Boys concert. And uh, Amadou and Mariam are both blind. Uh, Amadou is a blind guitar player singer, and his wife is also blind, but they are great. We um, we come together with them and sing some songs, and then we do some stuff on the blind board. That's going to be some kind of concert, I tell you. It sounds like it. So, do you still live in Alabama these days? No, I live in Atlanta, Georgia. You do? Are, um, you're originally from Alabama, though, right? No, Atlanta's my home. Oh, uh, okay. Hey, be, yeah. Before, they were all, everybody was actually from Alabama, I guess. Right. In the beginning, everybody was from Alabama. So... But- we only have two guys that live in Alabama now, uh, a Reverend uh, Jesus Love and, and Jimmy Carter. Both of them live in Alabama. I, I know you were with the band in the early days, but um, after I, I went to see the Temptations musical last night, Ain't Too Proud, and there were segments of the show that deal with their uh, the racial upheaval they faced when they were trying to tour in the South, even though they were some of them originally were from the South. Now... I know you were with the band during those days, but there was some racial unrest in the early days of the 90s. I was just wondering if you experienced it and if that experience lingers in the band and if anybody in the anybody that was in the band besides Jimmy um, did experience the racial unrest during the, the late 60s and early 70s. Right, I'll be 70 years old on my birthday in July, and um, we never really had any real problems dealing with people racial uh, things that are going on. I talked to Clarence. I've been knowing the Blind Boys ever since I was four years old. I met Clarence and the original Blind Boys and I, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with them and and, uh, the only problem they ever had when they were in school. And what was that? Uh, Well, you know, um, the way way things were set up in school, uh, you know, uh, the food sometimes wasn't, you know, all it was meant to be and and at, at night they they, they locked them down at night, you know, uh, in the dormitories, and it was, you know, kind of that kind of thing. It was kind of kind of rough, but it worked out. So, you want to give me a little bit of the back history of the band, how it came into such prominence? Yeah, uh, you know, Blind Boys started in 1939 at the Talladega Institute for the Blind. Uh, we, after Clarence, we, we went in the early days specialty. When Sam Cooke went so specialty wanted the Blind Water of Alabama to do the same because they were on the same label. But we decided to stay with the gospel. And um, then what happened was we had an opportunity to have a, a good booking agent and um, and a young man named Chris Goldsmith. I give him a lot of credit because on that first Grammy Women record, he produced the first Grammy Women record, Spirit of the Century, and he believed in the Blind Boys, and, and our booking agent believed in the Blind Boys. And uh, we've always had, you know, good management, and with good management, good booking agency, and and uh, good people that believe in the Blind Boys, all of our uh, fans, we wouldn't be anything about the people that come to the program and the ones that have been buying the records. It, it worked out good. So uh, here we are, moving in, in the right direction. Uh, Peter Gabriel gave us a break with that um, 
first record, it was on Real World Records, and, and we traveled with him, and, you know, a lot of times we had an opportunity to travel with people outside of the gospel uh, circuit, because when in the early 70s, we, the Black Boys began to sing in the clubs, and, and they met people like Bunny Raitt, and, you know, and different circular artists, and they let them come and open up. We opened up for uh, Tom Petty, a lot of different people. So that's that's what happened, not being afraid to reach out. Because, you know what, we found out that people need people and working together works. And that's what... So who else have you done collaborations with? Uh, we've done um, a lot of people. Um, let me see. Taj Mahal. Oh, Taj, I love him. He's a great guy. Yeah, um, Ben Hopper. Um, we did something with uh, Peter Gabriel. We sung on his record. Bonnie Raitt, there's so many people, man. There's been a lot of, th- lot of things. We got a, we got a, um, a CD that's out there called Duets, and it shows a lot of the people that the Blind Boys have uh, sung with. We sung with Jamie Johnson, the blues singer, um, Hank Williams Jr., just the, the Oak Ridge Boys, and the list goes on and on. How often do you go out on the road, and how long do you stay out on the road when you're doing these tours? Uh, back before the, the pandemic, we were out on the road about 200 days out of the year. Wow, that's a lot. And uh, we'd go out and, and be out for some time, a couple of months, and come back for you know a couple, two or three weeks, and then we'd go back out. Uh, we're on our way out this time. We'll be out for um, three weeks, and then we're back home. We travel by bus sometimes, but mostly we fly from place to place, and when we get there, we... Uh, rent cars you, you said something about the show that's going to happen at the vets and you know the, the collaborations you're going to do there how long of a show do you usually present well it, it's going to be uh, our usual uh i think 75 to 90 minute program we usually do uh 75 minutes when it's just the blind boys but i think it's with the blind boys and i'm gonna do it mary i think it's gonna run about 90 minutes but uh they do some songs by themselves, and we do some songs when we collaborate together and do some songs, and then we do some songs on our own. So it's going to be quite a night to see uh, Bumbaco and Birmingham come. Well, it should be quite the energetic show, too, because you'd get that kind of kind of like revival feeling, don't you? Oh, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Uh, we're going to we gonna solo them, and then we're going to rock them, and then we're going to sold them some more we're gonna rock them some more so we're gonna have a good time so uh any uh, particular high points in the in the night that you want to talk about one of the the numbers to look forward to uh one number is uh two cultures just one beat that's one of the songs we do together two cultures just one beat and you know the blind boys we do a song with them called i can see and that's a blind boy song and but the whole concert itself is going to be something to remember. What uh, what part do you sing? Are you a tenor? Are you a bass? Are you a baritone? Uh, I sing second tenor. What's your What's your personal favorite song to sing? Uh, Amazing Grace. That's a That's a staple with you folks, isn't it? It is. Mm-hmm. That gets the crowd going, I'm sure. Yeah, we enjoy singing it because we know, uh, and it has been. Uh, God showing favor on the blind boys for us to do the things that we've done and to go places we've been and he kept us from all hurt, harm and danger and get back home and find your family doing well and it's just been a blessing. So you handle the business affairs of the band too, don't you? Yes, I am the uh, business manager for the group. Uh, we have a general manager, we have a booking agent and then 
but I am the manager for the band. Uh, we got a booking agent, and then we have a, man, a management company, and then they all kind of report to me when they come to the band. Do you find that kind of kind of eats into your uh, the artistic feel of what you do sometimes? Because I know I'm a performer, and I know I, I handle that for my band and, and for myself, and I know that sometimes it can be a drag to, to handle the business stuff because it, it, it kind of saps some of your energy away from the artistic side of it. I, I'm just wondering how you feel about that. Well, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. Um, I, I had my own group, the Ricky McKinnon Singers. Hey, let's have a listen to one of Ricky's original solo songs. Hey, before I leave, I got to tell you this. You have Thing I want you to know, and be realistic. 
line here but you haven't been blind all of your life have you no that's not i lost my sight in 1975 i was 23 years old i was traveling on the road with another group out of texas and uh i had glaucoma i didn't realize that that actually progressed that far to cause that oh yeah we when they say glaucoma it's the best thing to do is to do what they actually do because glaucoma and diabetes they, they sometimes go together i don't have diabetes but uh, people have cataracts, and from cataracts, sometimes glaucoma set in. So, it's always best to to you know keep a check on your eyes. Yeah. How did how did you adjust after? I mean, as a, did you uh, you were a drummer? Now, how did you adjust as a drummer after that happened? Well, you know, um, it didn't it didn't phase me uh, too much about you know losing my sight. What happened was I had a cough, and phantom sight is when able to. And your mind visualizes everything. So in my mind, visualize my drum set and stuff. And it was just good for me. I, I ended up getting three endorsements. Uh, uh, Tay Drums and and Vic, Vic First uh, Drumstick Company, who I'm still with, and Saving Symbols. So it, it, I've been had a good little run. It's been good. Do you play the drums with the band anymore? Do you ever step back behind the drums? I had I had stopped doing that for a while. But when we finally get together and go back on tour, as the blind boys doing our own thing quite a bit, I'm going to step back and play at least two or three songs during the during the concert. Do you miss Do you miss playing the drums and just uh, and just singing instead? Do you, would you rather do both? <laughs> well, um, sometimes I have to be the 
the the um, commentator. That's not the word I want to use. The narrator for the blind board. So it's it's easy for me to narrate standing up, you know, and if people see me then coming from the drums. But either way, it's okay with me. I mean, you know, I, I feel good in either place. Do you play any other instruments besides the drums? No, I don't. When did you start playing the drums? I started playing drums when I was 12 years old. And uh, then I, you know, I was in college for a couple of years and uh, played in an orchestra and, you know, and, and so, you know, it was, but I was 12, 12 years old. What, what inspired you to, to pick up music? I, I, I mean, my mother, my mother was, was a professional singer. Her name was Sarah McKinney Shippers. She sung with a group called the Gene Martin Singers. And Gene Martin was a notable in the gospel arena. And so by my mother singing gospel, my grandfather was a deacon in the church, and, and you know, I've just been around music all my life, so it's been that kind of thing. So how long do you think you're going to continue to do it? You're going to go as long as Jimmy does, and maybe longer? I am going to go until the people don't want to hear Ricky McKinney, or don't want to hear the Brown Boys anymore, because I've done solo projects, and I've done my group projects, and I'll probably do another solo project sometime before the year's out, but I will always be there with the Blind Boys of Alabama. It sounds like you love what you do. I do. I do. I love what I do, and I love the people that come out to see us do what we do. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a great show. Like I said, I've, I've seen you folks, and it's quite the experience. If you haven't seen the Blind Boys, you really should check them out, because it's 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 something that's amazing. The, the vocals on this band are, are incredible, and it, just the music just touches your soul. I just want the people in saying close, I just tell the people I said don't miss it when the blind boys are back in town. There you go. All right, well it's been a pleasure talking with you. I appreciate it and uh hopefully you have a great show. All right, nice talking to you. Nice, nice talking to you. And hopefully you'll be at the show where I can shake your hand. All right. Well you have a wonderful day and take care. You too. Thank you very much. Okie dokie, thanks to Ricky McKinney for being part of this episode of the Roots Report podcast. The Blind Boys of Alabama will be at Veterans Memorial Auditorium on Wednesday, April 27th. The Roots Report podcast is presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, The Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, Grace Sale Brewing of Rhode Island, and SC Microphones. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 